Welcome back. Welcome back to Starting Five Podcast once again for Grizzly Bear Blues Blog under SBN Nation. I'm your host, the one P Shark with the guys. This your guy, the corner man, Young Trev. You know, as always, corner man gets paid, always gets paid. Um, I'm Mr. I can get you a rebound anytime, any place, Sheedy. Heck yeah, Mr. Consistency holding it down in the big paint. Tab Shakir, aka JVJ, JV Junior <laughs> in this thing. <laughs> or or Nurkic, or Nurkic in this case. Oh, no, oh, no, but uh, we're down one man today, so really the core four. Sorry, core four podcast. <laughs> but uh, man, shout out to Skyler. Remember, follow him on Twitter at underscore Skylito and give him congrats for him and his wife having their first child. And that's why he's not on today, Miss Eva Clayton. So, yeah, we'll follow his Twitter handle and give him a congrat. Congratulations. Uh, remember to follow me at the one D A O N E underscore P Shark. Uh, remember to follow me at the Otter Trevor. I'm not gonna do that whole spiel, so just at the Otter Trevor. You should know about that. Oh man, that that's that's the gimmick though, man. I like that. The the of is the preposition because the preposition is like a really long word. But anyway, um, it's really cheesy. <laughs> Yeah, follow me at Tab Shakir, and please don't ask me how to spell the preposition because I won't know how. Remember <laughs> <laughs> hey, to follow the podcast at Star Team Five, the number five M E M on Twitter, also, and follow SBN Grizzlies on Twitter. Also, listen to the other podcasts on the network, the Core Four Podcast, the Three and D Podcast, and GBB Live, as we will be coming to you with a bunch of season reviews this week and what things to look forward to for the Grizzlies. But first up. So, you know, season is over. Um, Portland put us out yesterday in the play-in for a game, 126-122. But leading up to the game, we recorded after the Toronto game last week. So, since that last recording, we lost to Boston, 122-107, which was really – that score was about what it was. It was about a 15-point game the whole game. We yeah. got it in eight a couple times, maybe. And really, Boston was just better. Honestly, um, after that, Milwaukee rested, rested some players and helped us out. But um, we also we finally took care of business. Probably played our most complete game of the bubble in the game. It won that game one nineteen to one hundred six, and had triple doubles both Giannis and John Morant. So that led to the Portland play-in, which before that happened, Portland had to beat well first Damian Lillard. Took you called it. You go ahead and speak on it. <laughs> Like I said, man, you do not piss off the best point guard in, in the league. You know what I'm saying? And Dame Little show why he may possibly be the best. Not going to say best player in the game yet, but as far as like having that ball, knowing you're going to win the game. I don't think anybody in the league is, is touching that right now besides Dame Lillard. You know what I'm saying? Like from 50 to 61 points in the bubble to coming out and coming out and firing against the Grizzlies. Like the Grizzlies knew this was a must-win situation, of course. And everybody, we played deep. I think we played one of the best games, if not the best game that we've played in the bubble. But Dame Lillard, the best point guard in the league, came out and showed y'all, hey, this is my team. And he had help from his sidekick, CJ, who – 
is top three shooting guard in the league. Nurkic, who, you know, unfortunately lost his grandmother, you know, to, to COVID, came out and said, you know, he was that emotional boost, I feel like, with, with 20 and 20, and it got them really over the hump. But you got to salute the Grizzlies. Like, we lost to the better team for sure. Unfortunately, we couldn't get the double, you know, come back and play again today, but it is what it is, man. Dame Lillard's – we oh man, I can't wait to do that for real. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I would definitely give credit to the Trailblazers um, for the win. Uh, I'm looking at the stats now. The Grizzlies couldn't have played a much better game. They, exactly. shot, better, they shot better from the field. They shot better from three. They controlled the boards despite giving up 20 and 20 to Yusef Nurkic. Like, there was like, you held Dame sort of in check. He shot six or 15 yeah. from the field. But as I always said, like, CJ McCollum is a Grizzlies killer. Yeah. He, he is guaranteed to be. 25 to 30 each time he plays against the Grizzlies, and he came up big for him down the stretch. Um, on the Grizzly side of things, uh, like I said, they shot well from three, um, including four threes from our, our buddy, my career. Um, <laughs> of course, Ja played a hell of a game with 35 points, and we just later found out well after the game that he played the last five games of the bubble with a fractured thumb. So um, I saw the tape around his thumb, but I didn't know it was actually fractured or not. But uh, kudos to Ja for that. Um, overall, kudos to the Grizzlies uh, for them to have such a terrible start during the restart to close out to make it to the play-in game despite all the injuries. Uh, Tyus Jones, of course, being out for the entire bubble, uses just, losing Justice Winslow prior to the start and then losing uh, Jaron Jackson in the Pelicans game, uh, just for the Grizzlies just to be just the scrapping, even just make it to the playing game is is kudos. It's pretty much all I can say. And uh, kudos to the Trailblazers. Yeah, um, you when you think back about you talk about Damian Lillard, you think about when he signed that huge contract to stay in Portland, and you saw him worth every bit of forty million per season um, during this bubble. He wanted that chance, and let alone he got it. Uh, we've mentioned CJ, we've mentioned Nurkic, but we didn't mention that man, Bello. double zero. Hello. Uh, 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 when you talking about the corner man, Trev, you got to <laughs> talk about how much <laughs> yes. he killed us in that corner. Um, not even this, this game, right? Even like in the previous game. In the first um, game. Um, that we played them. Um, my thing about the – losing the way we did or just in the bubble I just wish we would have set ourselves up to be better and not lose like you know to the Spurs by two points or even like when we lost in overtime to the Trailblazers and made it more of an uphill battle for the Blazers um I knew that us winning two games was going to be very very almost impossible but just even when in one game was going to be tragic enough with that hot run that Dame is on right now um and we don't have enough firepower to stop him, stop CJ, stop Nurkic, and stop Carmelo, right? Um, we just don't have it. And then uh, the kid, was it Trent? That boy, when he's hot, he's on fire. Um, and that's like some great defense as well. Um, and blocked Jaw on the way down on the fourth quarter. But lo and behold, we lost to a better team, a better coach team. Um, and we cannot start the first quarter, um, giving them, I think they were 13 for 14 from the free throw line um, yeah. for the first quarter for by the Blazers. <laughs> and then another thing I noticed was in our first quarter, 
they had Hassan and Nurkic clogging up the paint. Yep. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. until the offseason starts for us, for the Grizzlies, we don't have those dedicated shooters out there when Ja drives to pass it out to, you know, DB or somebody else. Um, and so I think that also killed us. But just we got to get out of those uphill battles. Um, and being down, I think at one point we're down at least 15 points within the first half. Uh, we climbed back. And I love that, that grit and grind that we had. Um, but we don't have a closer yet. Um, and then that's a, a major difference between a young team and a veteran team. And let us not forget, this is the same Trailblazers team that went to the Western Conference Finals last year um, with a hobbling, um, without Carmelo, I should say, first of all, no Melo, um, and then no Rodney Hood this year. But you had a Rodney Hood last year, so to speak. And so this is still a dangerous team, and we just ran into a, a better team and a better coach team um, for this year. Uh, but I can look forward to what next year and the next years to come for the Grizzlies. Remember, they were missing Nurkic in the Western Conference run last year. Yeah. And at, uh, yeah, at one point in each of those games, they actually had a decent lead uh, against the Warriors also. Yeah, um, exactly. It's just they just couldn't get over the hump. So, yeah. yeah. But um, go back over. I guess let's just go. I'm gonna go throughout the week for Portland. Portland went through a gunly. I mean, they deserve. I mean, what they had to go through and what they did yeah. even against lesser teams, including the Grizzlies, including they lost to the Clippers uh, B team. They barely beat the 76ers uh, without Embiid. But I mean, just the fact all, all the games were exactly how the game was yesterday. All the Portland games were like that. That close. All the games yeah. went down to the stretch. I mean, I, I'm looking through the schedule now. It's like every single game went like that. But their last two games, we watched. We're hoping they lose. So the Phoenix Suns were undefeated <laughs> in the bubble. <laughs> and right now I got the name Phoenix Bonds because they've been complaining so much about somebody the Grizzlies didn't deserve to get there because they went Man, look, they, they had the benefit of playing against teams that were resting guys. Exactly. Exactly. We didn't get that benefit till the last game. <laughs> Boston played everybody. They had two. They had three seed locked up, and they played everybody like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like they had something against us. I guess they wanted number fourteen pick over number sixteen pick, but we get they to try that. to get that pick. That's what that is. Yeah, we get on that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that last well against Dallas. I mean, each of those guys against Dallas and against the new uh, Brooklyn Nets for Portland. I mean. Portland was down, and Zach High Grizzlies had them down with like three minutes ago. And each game, Portland, Dame hit a shot, or against the Grizzlies, it was CJ. Against the Nets, it was uh, no, against Dallas, he hit that lucky bounce in. And I, when he hit that shot, I knew oh, they about to win. Uh, <laughs> at that point, it, it's fate at that point. Yeah, it's me. Yeah. Against the Nets, they, you could tell looking at Dame in the face, like the Nets, now that was the G League team, minus Karis Levert. And Jerry Allen. So you, <laughs> Karis LeVert literally had them beat and he took a step at jumping. So, I mean, a lot of things mm-hmm. were in their favor and they got through it. And even the Grizzlies game, Chief, you mentioned the 14 free throws in the first half. Josh said he, won't go, he didn't want to get fined about the referees. We ain't got to worry about getting fined. So, guess what? The referees were the reason they got 14 free throws in their first quarter. It was oh, yeah, absolutely. They didn't call yeah. no foul for the Grizzlies. They called every little ticky tack thing they could on. Oh, no, that fourth quarter was terrible. Yeah. That Ooh, fourth terrible. quarter. Like, the fact that we only shot our first free throws, like, with three, four minutes left. Is, Grayson is... Allen was the one. Yeah, <laughs> Grayson Allen, too. 
So yeah, shout out to Grayson Allen though. We gotta give him his roses while he can. He came and balled out for us. Yeah, he had a great bubble. He balled out the whole yeah, bubble. So a lot of people, a lot of a lot of people thought, probably thought he was just a throw in. You know what I'm saying? But nah, he he's somebody. He was he's a Coach K product. You know what I'm saying? Regardless of him kicking whoever in college, we were all young once upon a time. And that's the kind of thing you want in the Grizz uniform. So I'm pretty sure he's not done kicking people. But Speaking of that, he was training on Twitter yesterday. And I was sitting there like, why is Grayson out of training? Because it was a nationally televised game and everybody remembers him from Duke and couldn't stand him. That's exactly why he was training. Everybody yeah. bought up all his kicking incidents in well, college. But now he's having like a, a good role player. You know what I'm saying? I think he's a role that's, player. That's, that's, the, that's the Duke board. moniker, man. Like yeah, every yeah. Duke era, they have that one person that you just hate. And it goes all the way back to Christian Leitner. You hated Christian Leitner. You hated Shane oh. Manning. You hated J.J. Reddick. You hated and now everybody hates Zion. So <laughs> it just no, Zion won't get no. it. He, he was barely on the court to kick somebody. Now, the, the difference why you know. they don't hate him is because he's black. And all those white players would do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a dirty um, image. Technically, they don't hate Zion. National media don't. Well, Memphis might do because of other national media. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we'll, um, get, we'll could, get to him and let's be real. So, yeah. <laughs> um, to bring up the point about Grayson Allen, one one of the better players that we've seen um, play uh, longevity in college and have that pay off, and then come into the league and find his role eventually. Um, but two, like th- Grayson came in the game during the fourth quarter at that pivotal time when CJ was really, you know, giving Ja a little little bit too much with those jumpers and on those pick and rolls. And Grayson came in and solidified that defense better. Um, yeah, he was the first person to do the free throws for us in the fourth quarter as well. But I like that lineup, especially in the Western Conference, where you got Ja, um, DB, and Grayson Allen, because you have two good defenders to me. Um, and a third one that's up and coming with Ja Morant that can stop any, like, point guard flow where I think of, like, the Thunder um, with their three-guard monster that they bring out. Um, and also, I know the Warriors will be coming with some three-guard lineup as well. Um, but Grayson Allen, to y'all's point, not only needs his roses, needs his minutes. Um, and it needs to be in a Grizzlies jersey. So I believe we need to keep that on. Um, oh, he, and he needs to have tag start. <laughs> start Grayson Allen. Hashtag man. start that man. That, that's what I'm on right now. That's what I'm on. Possibly <laughs> need we get to that. That's what I'm on. But, hey, we've been kicking Dylan Brooks down the can for the longest. I got to mm-hmm. give him a prop yesterday. Nah, all this is worth it. I, I gotta give him his props for the pass. Oh, worth it. That uh defense he played on Dane. On Dane, mm, yes. That's straight hustle, grit, grit and grind all day. He made I, I can only name one bad shot he took. It was a long two pointer that he had did a step back and, on. And even I, that, and even that, it was within the flow of the offense. Like yep, exactly. he's at his best when he's playing within himself and within the flow of the offense. When he tries to go out and be a shot creator, i.e. like my career, <laughs> it's not <laughs> it's not gonna work. Um, yep. And all, and then I also say like catch and shoot dealing is a deadly dealing. So when he's able to set his feet, jaw tracks the defense, and they leave him. Like he's money when he when it's in a catch and shoot situation. But exactly. yeah. And I said before that game, he's gonna be key because CJ. Wait, I don't believe his back hurt. I mean, I, I saw enough yesterday, and it might back and hurt. And that, 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 <laughs> Everybody aching. 
They can miss me. He went to the chiropractor, maybe. Maybe went to a chiropractor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My back can't hurt, but Uh, everybody, everybody hurt at this point. Everybody, oh, everybody can't wait. Like, nah, he ain't hurt. (laughs) But yeah, uh, I knew like, but he's not a good defender, so that's why Karis LeVert returned him up the other day, and he bailed him out with the last shot. That's why I said before the game, I was like, I best bet might just be good about the deal, and he just take, you know. Takes each other to school. He drive. He drove. He drove to the hole every single time. And I was like, "That's the Dylan we need." Yeah. But like I said overall, uh, good performance. That was the best. Like I said, from start, outside the market game, from start to finish. Although we fell behind by fourteen earlier, I saw the effort. Mm-hmm. That's why I could say those first three bubble games. The first three bubble games, mm-hmm. and that's why I go back to that with the season review. Um. We can say injuries, and injuries did play a big part. Triple J got hurt. Ty Jones out. Justice Winslow out. But those first three games when we had Triple J, we started those games out lackadaisical. We could have very well been 2-1 and one in those games instead of 0-3. Oh, we had played with the effort we played with yesterday. The tenacity. Yep. Yeah. But and at that played, point, we would actually be in the eighth seed and not the ninth seed. Yeah. Right, if things continue yeah. to play out, and then the date Blazers would have to win too. Go, ahead. Right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. But what I can't say is I didn't like to give the excuse of a young, you know, being them being a young team. They are the youngest team in the NBA. Um, reason I don't like giving the excuse and Took, this is not a straight comparison. Okay, see, but similar to what Took said last week when he compared them with Russell Westbrook and Dylan Brooks passing the ball thing. When OKC went to the finals against Miami, to me. OKC had the better team, the more talented mm-hmm. team. Mm-hmm. And they played to me like they were a young team. They played like a little lackadaisical. It's kind of like when they got there, it was like the lights were just too big. And I feel like, nah, you got to take advantage of that moment because guess what? It's not guaranteed going to be back. And guess what happened? <laughs> they never went back. I think I think that's what, what makes a difference in a quote, like experience always wins. Like they know how to handle the lights. They've been there before. Exactly. You know, and with Dame Lillard, like he ended, you know, speaking of OKC, he ended OKC. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. some some rookies coming in thinking they hot, you know, hot shots, which they are. But you know that's why CJ, I think, kind of took it to Jai. He's like, okay, you just you just got let, let, let me show you what's up. And I yeah. think you know going to next season, Jai's gonna remember that too. But mm-hmm. they, the point, like I said on the last podcast, the experience matters, especially yeah. at a time like this. Yep. Yeah. And I, I would go and give them their reasoning for the bubble. Everything that's happening in the bubble. I can see a young team coming out and we got three and a half game lead. They matured that kicked in yet that everybody is not picking y'all to make it to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And you come out like that's those first few games. It takes your second best player and best player in a bubble at that time, average twenty five points a game. And Triple J getting hurt for you to get your yeah. mind all snap. We gotta play hard and guess yeah. what? Your next five games are against teams with renting records versus your first three games against teams that were behind y'all in the standards. So it's a lot of growth on both the team and the coach. I I saw a lot of growth up to that last game yesterday with Taylor Jenkins and the team. Like they all grew up. And before I say next season, I'm very excited about when you uh when you let loose about Josh Jackson. Oh, uh, y'all want me to do it now? I mean, you talking about yeah, coach, it might as well at this point. So, all right, so <sighs> My whole deal by yesterday, I mean, or by the end of this bubble, you you kind of get past it because at that point the rotation is what it is. He's not playing. They not they obviously not gonna play on no more. But for you, 
And I've seen people say, hey, Josh Jackson just wasn't playing well. That's why he got benched. Or um, someone said, no, uh, I remember saying they said he was the biggest free Josh Jackson person. He still is. But he admitted something about he didn't come in training camp that he wasn't part of, you know, is entwined with the coach and stuff. I'm like, and Justin Winslow was going to start when the seat, when the bubble restarted. So I, I don't I don't think that's the reason either. I like I say, I don't know. I'm not out there in practice. None of us out there. We don't know what's going on in practice. We don't know if he just ain't doing well on that end. I would hope that's the case. Um, but hope he's not getting in trouble anymore. But for for the player who's probably playing the best basketball before Kofi hit on the team to also be out of rotation. And I know he played against Portland. He had, what, 13 minutes in that game. I think he was a minus 14 on the court. So, yeah, he didn't play well that game, but De'Anthony Melton didn't play well for half the bubble either. Dylan Bristol played well for most of the bubble either, and they both still got 20, 30-plus minutes. And to me, Josh Jackson, he was arguably the third or fourth most talented, not best, most talented player on the team. The team. There you go. So... What, what what I what I took from that is that Josh Jackson won't be a part of our future. Because like even Gooder got 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 minutes, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. and, and he's a he's a talent, but as far as far as like he's definitely gonna want to get paid. But like I said, I don't think he's a part of the future, which is gonna suck. But I do trust our front management, our front office to find somebody who can replace what he can possibly do. You know what I'm saying? Maybe it's two draft, maybe it's two free agency, but he he's somebody that you could have as a role piece, but throughout the bubble, I don't I don't think he's a part of the greatest future anymore. I think I, what what I was hearing um in terms of why Josh wasn't getting minutes was because he wasn't fitting in with the system. And yeah. I immediately took and took that as to okay, something's going on with him and Taylor Jenkins and the coaching staff because the Grizzlies are best when they're getting out and running and transition. And that's what Josh Jackson excelled at, like, during the season before COVID started. Like, when he's out in the open floor and he's able to get out and run, like, he's, like you said, one of the most talented guys on the team. So I just think it hasn't been the issue. Hopefully it wasn't – it's not the issue. Hopefully he didn't get in trouble. Um, I think we know about now if he got in trouble, though. So what? I think we know about now if it was some trouble. Yeah, I think true. You know, true that. Yeah, and like, but this is the time for Josh Jackson to get those like quality touches in now. Um, and I know the last, you know, realistically, the last four games for the Grizzlies were all necessary games for us in regards to seeding. Um, and so I know I understand that his time may have been a little less than those times, but that's when we play. Um, and you see what you can get your worth out of. I, I think there is something hidden behind the scenes that we we aren't privy to yet in regards to why Josh Jackson. I know you, I would say if he got in trouble, too, we, we would have known by now. I hear that. But sometimes, you know, they keep it under wraps for reasons we don't know. Mm. And um, I would love to see Josh Jackson return actually as a Grizzly um, and give him that opportunity again for a full season, not just be with um, – our developmental league and see what he's like with us from the start, which will probably be like Christmas day, so to speak, um, and all the way through, and we can make another playoff run with him. Um, I see him being in the, in an eight man rotation with the Grizzlies. Um, you think about his size, his length, his athleticism that we've already discussed. This guy can do it on both ends of the floor, which fits the, the moniker of the Grizzlies. It's just his attitude must be one thing that is, not flowing with us with Taylor Jenkins. And again, he is a rookie 
head coach as well. But you trust, to Tuke's point, you trust management and trust the moves moving forward to make sure that Ja Morant mm-hmm. and Triple J yep. are set up successfully to defend what you want in Memphis. Because if those two aren't happy, then there's a, a issue. Um, and I believe those become more of like your, I don't know, if I use a Brooklyn Nets reference, your your KD and Kyrie. If KD and Kyrie ain't happy, then we got to change some stuff at Brooklyn, i.e. Greg Popovich, right, um, as the rumor is there. But if those two stars that we have are not happy and you cannot fit them around or fit talent around them that they like, um, we're in for a very dreadful season coming up next season. But I wish that not on anyone. Because the way Ja just showed on national TV, someone besides Chandler Parsons is going to come and sign a big contract for the Memphis Grizzlies very soon. They actually, um, play here. Uh, the 2021 class looking kind of nice right about right. Now, so. <laughs> and well, I can't say about Josh Jesse going forward. I do agree with um, Tuke and his point on he might not be part of future plans, but on the other end, because he didn't play. Um, the money we thought he probably was going to make a free agency, and with the salary cap, you know, they losing money for next year, and because of COVID and everything, that might just play in our favor where we could sign him back for a whole lot cheaper deal, exactly, and possibly get him for the full season. But, but if I, if you're if you're Josh Jackson, I, I was going to go this point. I was going to say, would you want to sign what, back for the team? Like, that's why this was a moment to show, like, to showcase what you got is at least the first couple games, but he barely played that. Yeah, that's I was actually about to go. That's my next point. I was like, I'm him. I'm gone. But like I said, we don't know what's happening behind the scenes. Uh, also with him, I know before the bubble, he wanted to stay in Memphis. I heard he actually bought a house. Not renting a house, bought a house in Memphis. Bought a house. Okay, cool. So he wanted to be here. So maybe I like so I don't know. We'll see what happens off season. But like I said, I trust the front office. They've made all of the, everything else they've done has been well. They I know a lot of people didn't like the way they handled his situation with the G League. I didn't mind it but now after this bubble now i'm looking back on there it's like they might have messed up the situation we don't know but everything else they've done well we'll see what happens with that and it becomes like do we do we do do we keep josh jackson or d'anthony melton d'anthony right that's not That they that's the obvious choice. They already made that choice. We saw that. Yeah, they're keeping yeah. the Anthony Milton. I just uh, yeah. I just hope that the price isn't too high because he is a restricted free oh. agent. Yeah, and I really uh, don't. Yeah, I really don't think like I said. I think because of COVID and everything happened with the salary cap, I kind of feel like their price tags won't be as high as it would have been before COVID hit. But we'll and as I said, we we'll never know until we won't know until October when that time comes. Anything over to me, anything over ten million, you let them go for a season. You let him go. I don't think you sign a him to a ten million dollar deal to come off the bench. The Anthony Melton, of course. Yeah. I say mid level. I say the mid level to eight mil. Yeah, yeah. I about say five to eight million. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To me, that I think that suffices for him. Um, but before we move forward to our brief look into the off season, season review, the whole season totality. What after? Well, I just give my thoughts about the season. After we lost, of course, once we were in the playoffs, it was like, all right, it's playoffs. Playoffs of players. After, like I said, them being a young team and me finally being growth for myself as a human being, as a fan, learning, all right, they are a young team. That's why they came out in the bubble, lack of day school. They played like a young team, the youngest team in the NBA. But by the end, their last game, down two starters and the backup point guard, and I go back to what she just said about us not having a closer. I think Jai is a closer. 
But mm-hmm. without Tyus Jones there, he got tired. And he said that after the game, he was like, about, he said he needed to get him. He said he needed to get in better shape. Because he was like, by the end of the game, I you know I had ran out of juice. So, and throughout the regular season, he was our closer. Every, he was one of the top leading scorers in the fourth quarter in the NBA. But you also got to look at it like this, though. Right? Those last, I want to say, few games, two of the last three, I'm pretty sure Jai had to play like 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. And that's probably the first time, or well, it is his first time, it's where he actually had to play that long time. So exactly. uh, now that he's accustomed to that, um, we'll see uh, how things are looking forward, looking uh, going forward. Right. But, yeah, my whole thing about the season, it was season was a complete success. I mean, the NBA, everything got switched up because of COVID. We had to play in, things happened. We took Porter down, the veteran Western Conference Finals team from last year down to the wire without, like I said, two starters and your backup one guard. That's three rotational players that you missed against them, including your second best player. Mm-hmm. So the, the sky's the limit. I mean, going to next season, like I said, we'll do a brief look ahead to offseason, but I'll let y'all just get y'all, y'all season reviews in before we go to a brief look into the offseason. Well, um, I'll just echo your sentiments. Uh, the season was a complete success. Uh, we came into this year not expecting to be in the situation that we eventually finished in. We were looking, okay, we have this rookie point guard. We got Jaron Jackson in the second season. Um, let's just see what we can get from here. Let's see if we can improve from last season. And for us to not only have the eight seed prior to the shutdown, but to take last year's Western Conference finalists to basically the last game of the play-in um, is, is something to basically look uh, look forward to. Um, we have something special in John Jaren. Um We may have something nice and a nice role player with Grayson Allen who actually – got minutes and started to showcase himself throughout in the bubble. Um, I will buy some stock in Dylan Brooks in my career for uh, at least <laughs> at least uh, for now, uh, but I still think that he is better suited going forward in the future. If he's going to be a part of the Grizzlies future, I still think that him in that six-man role uh, will actually be perfect for him um, if he sticks around here in Memphis, but Overall, I will say this is a great successful season. There's nothing to really frown upon because we weren't coming in expecting to be in this situation. Like we were literally looking at possibly another lottery pick to possibly be back in the draft. But uh, for us to even be close to the playoffs with this team, like you said, the youngest team in the NBA, uh, like it's kudos once again and sky's the limit. Yeah, I know how I feel. I'm disappointed. Um, not the plan. You are because you have the Grizzlies as the AC going to the playoffs. Yeah, um, at, at this point, and um, my name on here for those who can't see, on, onward and upward. You know what I'm saying? I think it's only up, only on from here. Like coming to the season, um, like watching John Moran film and just seeing his natural abilities with the basketball, even with the lesser talent around him, he still was able to put up a triple double, you know, in the tournament. And, you know what I'm saying? Even drafting guys like, you know, Brandon Clark, who we hadn't mentioned on the show yet, who had a hell of a, you know, debut season, you know, first team, all rookie team. I don't care what nobody says about, you know, Brandon Clark. I'm I'm going out on a limb. He should have been the third finalist. He should have been. I ain't no limb. He should have been a third finalist. Take Kendrick Nunn up out of there. And I'm a heat. I think Nunn deserves it. 
I'll take none of this. No, no, no. No, it should be sticky and voting. Yeah, no, no, yeah. it's good. I'll yeah, be third. Like yeah. 20 ga- 19 games is not enough of a sample size for me if you're going to be classified as rookie of the year. Yeah, um, I agree 100% with that. But like I said, um, BC, who's like going to be our Sean Marion for the future, like he definitely going to be a role player, potential starter. Like he's that glue guy for the future. But um, going into like just, just this season, overachieved. But I one, one thing that I saw from the Grizz is like one through 10 is the best that we play. You know, you know, I think at one point we had like the best bench in the NBA. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Taylor Jenkins done a great job and, you know, implement his system. And we just got to, like I said, go on and up from here. It's going to be on the players to actually get better. It's going to be on Ja to get in better shape. It's going to be on, you know, Brandon Clark to continue to develop his jump shot, Kyle Anderson to become more rounded. Like this is a, a, a summer that a lot of players you know, look at themselves and look back at this game and be like, I could have done more. And I think they'll eventually get to it. So the future is definitely bright for the Grizzlies. Um, I can't wait to see what we get. I guess we're going to talk about the lottery. You know, so are we even in the lottery? Or Yeah. So yeah, if it's August 25th. Yeah, it's August 25th. Um, this pick protected. this year is top six protected. If, fall, if it falls outside, it goes to Boston. Cool. So let's finally let's finally get go ahead and get Boston that pick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> and then I think if we if we hold Hopefully. on to it this year, next year's pick will go to Boston. So period. Period. Yeah. Uh, no, let's not get let's not get them this. Adam. Let Boston get the pick and let them draft first. You, 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 you mess us, you, mess us the you know what I'm saying? We good. We got that. You know, let, let's give it to Boston. We good this year. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, go ahead, Shitty. Oh, my fault. Yeah, too. Um, so my season review, like I, the best time I saw the the Grizzlies play was really around that All Star game time. Um, and it's so crazy. My son actually has a lot of recorded games from around that time. So I watched a lot of these games uh, when there was no basketball at all in March and April. Um, and I watched the Grizzlies team beat the Lakers team um, by almost 30 points. Uh, fully healthy Lakers team at that. Um, and, you know, yeah, we did lose to the Kings twice, but those were close games that we could have won. It could have went either way. But you look back at the schedule, they had beat the Lakers, like I said. They beat the Nets, which was our playoff team. Um, and we also beat the Trailblazers during that time, too. We did lose to a Clippers team, but that Clippers team had all 12 of their players. And if you look at their record for the Clippers, when all 12 of those players play, they're going to win the game. Um, and so there was there's nothing to, like, be mad about their season. Um, we all believe, besides, too, that this is going to be like a rebuilding season um, and, out. <laughs> and so um, oh, to see the, the development and, and growth that all the players show has just been incredible um, I look forward to Triple J becoming even better because all the bigs in the Western Conference are getting better and so Triple J cannot take a half step back due to this injury he's got to come back even more prepared and give me more than four or five rebounds a game as well as a four or five. Um, but I look forward to – I really look forward to Triple J's growth because I think Josh showed it already during that bubble time that he's ready for his. Triple J is time for him to get grinding I, over the summer, so to speak, my, and get ready for next season. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I believe – Triple J showed me something in the bubble. I didn't believe he could be like a 25-point-a-game type of scorer. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. All right. 
I think now the rebounding thing has to get better. I uh, said that we got some questions with uh, Joe. I answered that was one of my answers to one of the questions. Uh, that rebounding definitely has to get better. He didn't get in that Anthony Davis mindset where 30 and 20 type of. I doubt he gets. I just need. I, I'm asking for six, just six or seven. Like Marcus always averaged like seven rebounds for us. That's all I'm asking for. But yeah. I, I, he showed me a lot of this going. I didn't think he could get to that. So that let me know I, we got two potential 20. 22 plus point per game scorers in Giants. I need I need I need him to average 22 next season. Yep. Uh, 22, yeah. 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 My uh-huh. question is going to be my question for 3J as well as Taylor Jenkins. I think I know we always talk about this. You know, everyone talks about positionless basketball and everything. It needs to be defined next season for 3J. Is he going to be a four or five? And if he's going to play the five, um, like you you guys say, I'm expecting like 22 and six. Next season for three. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think that's 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 reasonable. <laughs> he's got foul foul trouble. He's got he's got he's, he's got he did a great job in the bubble. He's got a great job. I'm the bad guy. He got better, man. Do remember the same thing that y'all just told us earlier about sample size? Yeah. Now I'm talking about throughout the season. I'm talking about before even COVID. Yeah. He, he got better before he got hurt. Like now, November, December. <laughs> We, you know, it was a little yeah. question. <laughs> we sure was. He crashed the cup the other season. I give him that, but uh, he needs to continue. Yeah. I he's think like, he's starting he's to realize how much of an impact he can have on the game if mm-hmm. he's still out there. Right. I, I think he's starting to realize that. So we'll see going mm-hmm. forward. Yeah. So, like I said, uh, brief look ahead to offseason. We already gave a lottery dates. Um, I think it's top six protected, but we really can only jump into the top four. So, it's either top four or Boston gets the pick. Yeah. Um, and it'll be by 14, 13, if they get the pick. And if we get top four, of course, you know the options up there. And uh, Anthony Edwards, James Wiseman, LaMelo Ball, Obi Toppin, other options. So, But we'll get to that if that actually comes about. Um, brief look ahead to the offseason. Like I said, we're not going to go to a full deep dive. The free agents are DeAnthony Melton and uh, Josh Jackson. Anthony Tollers were also um, – we do need a veteran on the team, so I wouldn't mind breaking him – I wouldn't mind breaking him back. And the youngsters like him. Yeah, we need some type yeah. of veteran. Uh, yeah. Someone like him, yeah. Um, but I guess really just going to what you want. So I guess I'm finna start off by this. Going to next season, after everything just played out, I've left the – and it's for two reasons. One, the reason is the Phoenix Suns emergence. I don't think Devin Booker would be on the block next year. I think with Washington, and I'm going to bring up a name in John Wall that we don't like, <laughs> but let's be real. <laughs> He's back healthy. I believe they are going to sign – him and DeMarcus Cousins played together in Kentucky. They've been talking about playing together for the longest. I believe DeMarcus Cousins would sign there. So, therefore, they're not going to trade Bradley Beal. They're going to roll it out with those three and Rui Hachimura and try to make do whatever they do next year. The Bulls, Zach Levine wanted to get traded because of the coach. They fired Jim Boylan. So just like that, I think the trade options that we were looking into are possibly that that was being brought up. I don't think they might be there next season. They may, they still may, but after seeing what I saw in the bubble and those, those things happen, my second thing was running back. I think I got to the point where when Justice Winslow got hurt, He's been hurt. And it's like, man, I don't think he's going to stay healthy. But we need to at least see. I mean, we traded for him. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Dylan Brooks and this comes from growth for both him and Taylor Jenkins. Taylor Jenkins got to his second year as head coach. Got to be able to tell Dylan 
you're a three and D player. You got three and D spot up shooter, defense, guard the best man, or you're the sixth man, but get off the bench. It's gonna be up to Taylor Jenkins to tell the Dylan Brooks that's his role. Like I just said before, I think Ja and Jaren could average twenty plus. They're both gonna keep getting better. We that wing score is not as big as a deal if both of them can average twenty. We just need shooters. Yeah. And I believe we already have shooters on the roster. Grayson Allen, a catch and shoot dealing, and Triple J are are the shooters. And Brandon Clark just hit four three so he continues getting better. That's another shooter. I kind of believe just the growth, keep the young team together, keep growing. It depend on Taylor Jenkins growth as the coach also. And when Justin Winslow can be healthy, that's the extra ball handler that we can have to get Johnson rest off the ball, along with still having Tyus Jones, of course. Uh, for me, and I believe we'll probably get more into it uh, next week, um, I'm with you, Sharky. Just, just run it back. If you can get some shooting in free agency or a wing player that can help space the floor uh, for John Jaron, that's good. Um, but I would just say just run it back, just – um, bring the Anthony Melsey back at a decent price. Of course, if his price is too high, just let him walk. Uh, I say bring Josh Jackson back. I think we got enough from him um, in yeah. the season. Unfortunately, he didn't. Uh, we all feel that he should have played got some minutes in the bubble. But I think bringing him back and just allowing us to see how he looks for the entire season uh, will give us a better idea of how he's going to fit into what we got going forward. Uh, but I'm with you. Just. Just running back. If you can get some three and D guys or get some shooters to go after them, but at this point, just running back. So spot on, spot on. Um, like you always got like you guys just said, as long as we can get um, you know, JJJ come back I call him JJJ, three J come back healthy. You know what I'm saying? And everybody gets better. Um, if Taylor Jenkins is able to convince Dylan Brooks that he can have a long NBA career doing what you said, Sharky, I think that'll benefit us the most. But going forward, I don't think Dylan Brooks is a starter for what I hope will be a championship winning team. Yeah. One day. You know what I'm saying? Six man of the year? Absolutely. Like I said, give him the ball with a second unit, let him go crazy. If he hot, keep him in the game. If not, then better luck next game. Um, but like you said, I think we're going to go more into it next season, but I'm looking at a couple of free agent names and one name in particular I'd love for us to go after would be Joe Harris from the Nets. Oh, yeah. I don't think, I don't think that Brooklyn's going to have the money, you know, to keep him. And I think a team that could potentially overpay him like the Grizz could, could help and do wonders because we know what he is. He can't give you 20 points a game, you know what I'm saying, possibly. But in that role of, you know, Joe Harris, Dylan Brooks, and Grayson Allen is a clear upgrade. And I think you adding another shooter like that would help and do wonders, you know, and when we run it back, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. Joe is going to command at least 10. At least 10? At least 10 mil. I, I'm good with paying Joe Joe Harris $10 million. I mean, you got to no, least saying, He's going to command at least 10. So. 10 a season. That's cool with me. But like in a league where shooting matters, like we imagine having a Joe Harris in a bubble this time. You know what I'm saying? Like that extra shooter instead of having Dylan Brooks, you know, take all the crazy shots he won't. Granted, though, what shots he could have taken because nobody else is gonna shoot. Okay, you know? so here here's my thing with that. So why why will we overpay 
for Joe Harris when we kind of have something similar to Joe Harris and a little bit more athletic in Grayson Allen? It's always good to have more than one. You know what I'm saying? Like we, like we, let's let's take the Celtics for example. I didn't think they'd be able to work with a ball dominant player like Kemba or you know uh, Gordon Hayward and and Tatum and, and 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 Brown, but they making it work because the more that you have, the more you can able to put pieces together. And you don't have to necessarily – let's say you can have Grayson Allen and Joe Harrison acquired at the same time. You can take one out. You can leave one in. It's that balance that I think can, get, can really help the Grizzlies. Somebody's got to defend, though. I'm just going to be honest. Yeah, definitely. That's I mean, on that. <laughs> somebody's got to defend. <laughs> I mean, who's not coming to, to the Grizzlies and not defending? You know what I'm saying? Besides the, 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 the tenacity that we lacked the first couple of games in the Grizz, like overall we're a great defensive team. Especially if you put that system. Every, everybody's a willing defender. Is just that can you actually do it? Yeah. <laughs> but I that's, why I that's why I said uh, Dylan Brooks. That's why I said three and D row for Dylan Brooks because he can, he's a good three point shooter on catch and shoot. Yeah. And if you could talk him to that road, that's that's the big thing. Like I said, it's up to Taylor Jenkins. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I'll save my free agents for 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 next, next week. That's a couple good ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I look for. Um, nah, I know it's going to kind of it's going to go with the grain of what I just said earlier about Triple J's development. Um, I want his jump shot to improve more as well. Um, I think he can space the floor as a four um, and give JV some time, you know, in the paint. Um, I am totally on board for DB coming off the bench and Grayson Allen starting. Um, I believe a Tyus Jones, Dylan Brooks, Josh Jackson coming Ooh, off the bench. Man. Um, energy, man. Energy. You think about, yeah. right, those, those three players coming off the bench compared Ooh. to other lineups within the league that have, you know, not as much coming off the bench is huge because Memphis, we live and die really by the bench. Um, and we need a supporting cast. So, yeah, the Clark. And the bring Memphis. them off the bench. Ooh, we ain't boy. That's running. Um, and, and to your guys' point, like, not even just running the back, it's just, you saw smiles, you saw happiness, you saw joy in that game. Even though we lost the Blazers in those in those quarters when we were bouncing back, it was a fun and game. Yeah, right. Um, it's like the Super Bowl, really. Uh, mm-hmm. The Super Bowl game, you know, winner go home almost for us, for sure. And so when you see that, and you see how young we are, and you saw what the Suns were able to do with that time. Just imagine what Taylor Jenkins can do this offseason if we stay intact. Um, I don't believe we bring in too much more. I don't even think our uh, money will even allow, the salary cap will allow it. And just watch the development, man, because this team can and will um, exceed expectations as they just proved this past NBA season. Um, and so I look forward to them being an AFC locked and guaranteed for sure. Um, especially this this team will live and die by the development of their leaders and their stars, which are Triple J and John Moran. So, John Morant is ready. I know y'all said you think Triple J is ready as well. I'll, I'll take you at your word. Um, I'm thinking of the sample size of the three, but I believe in Triple J um, and that jumper of his um, that he is working on this offseason to improve upon. And if all this fails, just save your money and try to go after the free agent class of 2021. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I say. Right? One-year contract. Because somebody's going to want to come play with Ja. Right. Yeah. No matter yeah. what. And there go Mr. Why I said about Justice Winslow's injury. His contract comes off the books, I think, that summer. So, I mean, there you go. I ain't no point of yeah, trying to make like, a play. Uh, the highest-paid player at that point will be JV, and he's only making 14 mil. So. Right. Yeah, I think I, 
I just need Justin Winslow to sit down somewhere this summer so he don't be hurt so we can actually see him play with this Grizz lineup because that's what coming into the bubble I was looking forward to the most on this year. Like, because I, I, I like Justin Winslow's game and I think it would have messed so perfectly with everybody else. So, yeah. Well, over oh, yeah, so, I mean, next week um, we'll go deep dive and talk about the actual offseason, the free agent targets, uh, bringing back the free agents on our team and the roster breakdown for next season and talk a little bit about the NBA playoffs as well. So, uh, here again, it's the end of the episode of Started Five. Uh, remember. <laughs> Grizzly Bear Blues blogs on SBN, SBN Nation. Remember to listen to other podcasts, Core 4 Podcast, 3D, GPB Live. Follow us at the starting five, the number five, MEM. All right, man. Until next time. Peace. Peace.